Konnichiwa! Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. What is success? Ralph Waldo Emerson once wrote, To laugh often and much. To win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children. To earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. To appreciate beauty. To find the best in others. To leave the world a bit better. Whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition. To know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived. That is to have succeeded. The idea of what it means to be successful was the initial topic of this week's episode. But as always, Coach Michelle and I took this conversation deeper and further. How would you measure success? What does it mean for you to be successful? We hope that you ponder on these questions as you listen to this week's episode. Thank you for listening as always. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave us a review. Let's get this started. I think it's normal to wonder what it means to be successful. What is success and how we each define success is, you know, different depending on who we talk to. Before we dive into the topic, I just want to kind of give a little bit of a background up to why we're talking about this. And usually these topics, you know, the the podcast topics comes up because I have an idea and I throw it to you, Deuce, and and we just get into a discussion. So really this show is has no prep other than the fact that here's our topic today <laughs> and we'll just go. And usually, you know, we're not really prepared to talk about, you know, anything specific. We just let the conversation flow. There's no guide as to where we want to take it. It's just the conversation kind of naturally takes us to a destination, and that's how we like to do this podcast. Right, and then before I know it, you're saying, well, we're 30 minutes in. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) And so the context behind today's topic is, so usually every year around this time of the year, I hit a burnout. Uh, You know, I think we go so deep into what we do that, you know, before we know it, we just kind of find ourselves in a burnout phase where we're like, holy cow. I am really tired and I'm really having a hard time to put my foot forward today. And every year when I hit the burnout, I take some time to kind of self-reflect and think to myself, I'm okay with facing the burnout each year, but I need that burnout to feel a little different. I need to know that I'm making progress in trying to either eliminate or lessen the damage of the burnout. And so I go into self-reflection mode. And this year, you know, usually I just kind of let how I feel and what's coming to my head lead and dictate where I go with this topic. And this year, the word, like, what does it mean to be successful, right? And I'm going to reference a couple of the things that I've been diving into. Usually, like, when I hit these kind of phases, I like to dive into, like, literature and and TED Talks and YouTube clips to just kind of, like help me get out of the funk and also kind of solidify my thinking and what I'm feeling. And so that's exactly what I've been doing for the past few weeks. And hence this topic of what it does it mean to be successful came up because success is so often defined. You know, I think this is a great example to kind of get into it. 
I joined the app. I don't know if you've heard of this app called the Clubhouse. So this is like a new networking app. It's kind of it kind of gives me the vibe of LinkedIn, but in an app for app form. And I notice a lot of the people that like has it profiles on this like I'm 20 something years old and I hit my first million dollar income by a certain age. And I looked at it and said, that's great that like you're putting that out there. But what? Why is that important? Mm hmm. You know what I mean? I don't personally, I don't see that as a success. I know a lot of people do. A lot of people tend to like lean towards materialistic thing to say, hey, I'm successful or this is my definition of success. And uh, coincidentally for me, I have this book right in front of me. Um, I was introduced to this book through a seminar that I was attending uh, over a couple weekends ago. And this is one of the books that they re referenced. And I was like, wow, that sounds like an interesting book. So I bought it and I started reading it and, and I am loving it. It's called The Happiness, Happiness Handbook for High Achievers. Side note, Danielle saw this book on my desk this morning and she's like, oh, that sounds interesting, but it's not for me. I'm not a high achiever. I need a book for a low achiever. <laughs> 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 and if you're wondering, the book is written by... Fergus Connolly and it's a really easy read and coincidentally talks about success in two different terms internal and external success and so I want and then also alongside with that there was another resource that I always refer to her name is Brene Brown I send you the YouTube clip um, and it talks about power of vulnerability and so to combine I said to myself you know we talk about stuff in this podcast to help others. Mm -hmm. um, but I also want to use this as a resource to help ourselves. And, and I think telling our story allows others to relate to our stories. That's why we share it. Right. Right. And this is a great platform we have to be able to be vulnerable and really share our thoughts and feelings. Uh, because it's not still promoted, especially for men. You know what I mean? To it's not normalized for men to talk about these things. Right. And so I think I'm I'm okay with doing this because, you know, if there's any kids listening or if any kids take interest in listening to an episode and they happen to land on this and they find like, wow, Hitty's really talking about what he feels and what he thinks and these are his struggles, like that's cool. Or like that's the, I think the initial response to a lot of people is that's weird. But I'm okay with being weird. I've kind of accepted that role over, forever ago. Like I've always been the weird kid, <laughs> strange guy. Like I and like I, because I get it. I am not. I am not the guy that is promoted in the real world. Like this is what a man's supposed to be. I go kind of against that mm -hmm. in every aspect of life, and I've kind of embraced that role because I didn't want the society to, society to define who I am. I wanted to define who I am for me. Right. And I'm proud and I'm happy with that because I'd rather be true to myself than fake my way through who, who, who society tells me that I need to be. Exactly. Um, and that leads to this idea of success, right? This idea of success. What does it mean to be successful? In my lifetime, I've never craved to want to have more money or more material possessions. I, I, to some people's eyes, I think that feels or thinks it's wrong to not want that. Mm -hmm. But 
I'm completely content with it. Because I think to myself, like, if you sit down and think to yourself, like, what does it mean for you to be successful? I think to my funeral, right? And we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. At the end of my life, I want people who will be speaking at my funeral to have great things to say, the impact that I've had on their life. Right. Not to be like, you know, I don't know, self-centered, I guess. But like, I want to know that like I serve the purpose through my life. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just go through this day by collecting money and and buying nice things and that be the legacy. No, I want the legacy to be that I had impacted people. Mm-hmm. You know, one's great, but many more is wonderful. You know, I don't know what that looks like, but that's that's how I define success. Right. And I think with a lot of material things, it goes back to some of the other topics that we've discussed. Sometimes people will uh, become very materialistic to fill other voids in their life, Mm. just like some people do with, you know, eating. We've talked about emotional eating. People do that also with buying and spending or trying to keep up with, you know, what this person has or, or what that person has. But there isn't happiness connected with that. It's just that you just keep wanting and wanting and wanting and wanting and never fulfilling that that good feeling mm-hmm. so for you do so like how would you define success what does it for you, what does it mean for you to be successful right i i think this is one of those situations where you and i feel very similarly mm. um success to me has has changed over the years um but yeah absolutely uh, reaching other people in in one way or another is is a huge success for me for me personally, it's just always being a better person. So if I have a not so good day or I have a not so good year or, you know, um, not super happy with my choices, just always growing from that. And that's where my happiness comes from is finding a way to be better, to be better for others, to be better for myself, to be better at whatever goal it is that I'm trying to achieve. Mm. Absolutely. I think, you know, our values doesn't need to be based on what what we have Mm -hmm. right it's not what we have externally it's what we have internally and what can we offer to others right um i always think in terms of like things that materialistic things are not the end goal but it's the bonus Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like i think in terms of i think we can do well as a business if we take care of people Mm -hmm. if people feel connected to the facility so we focus on that element of connecting to others feeling people making people feel welcome and warm and you know all those good feels that people seek and people feel like sometimes they're missing if we do that then then clients will stay the dancers dance families will stay and they'll continue to enjoy being part of this facility in turn the financial end would be taken care of exactly yes yes um and it just builds our community and it gives us those goals that that really uh feel good to achieve Mm mm-hmm and, you know, one of the things the book talks about is this idea of control, mm-hmm. uh, that we as human beings, we don't control anything. We can control how we feel and how we act and react to a situation, uh, something along the lines of something that we talked about in the earlier podcast. Uh, and so when we finally accept that we have zero control of anything, 
then our way of thinking, our way of looking at situation becomes different. And I think from our life experiences, we've faced that those situations where we had zero control. Right. So we've seen that side of things where like, okay, this is how it feels truly to have no control. And the only thing we could control was how we react yes. or how we respond mm -hmm. to the situation. And that was the only thing that was left. So when you face that kind of situation, when we, we suddenly realize like, oh, that makes sense. Like we can look at this and just kind of sulk and be sad and be frustrated and be angry the entire rest of my life. Right. Or we try to make this best of what's given to us and try to see the light even in the darkest moment. Right. And I feel like, you know, I've faced that, that situation multiple times. And I think that's how we've how I personally gained new perspective in life. Mm -hmm. And and every time you face it, you, you come kind of like your eyes open to a different angle or a different point of view because you really understand that like you can really only control how you respond or how you react to a situation. Right, right. Yeah. And that's really a live and learn kind of thing also. I always try to say to myself, one of my personal things is at the end of every day, was I the best person I could be? And if not, what do I need to do tomorrow? Not hold on to that like, oh, you know, I did this and it was it was not good. So what am I going to do tomorrow to make that feel better? I, I don't feel so great about this mm -hmm. that happened. So what am I going to do tomorrow so that I can feel better about it? It's that continuous growth. Mm -hmm. that yeah. And and let's put this in in context, you know, like so we work with athletes and when we talk about athletes like they have a goal, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have a mindset, of like I want to win a championship. I want to get a scholarship. But those are in a sense, in a way it's out of control. Right. Right. Like you can't control your way to winning a championship. You may think you can, but you really can't. Right. Because the outcome of the game is, has so many factors involved in it, right? Like your teammates have to perform well, your mm -hmm. team dynamic and culture has to be well. The refs have to kind of like play in your favor, the weather condition, the field condition. These are all In uncontrollable. Injuries. Yeah. Uncontrollable factors. Injuries are great, great idea. And when you think about like, that's my goal, that's, that's what I want. So whatever it takes, I'm going to do. That's great. But understand the fact that like, you really don't have a control over that. Right. It's great to have that as a goal. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, if you look at like championship stories, what they talk about is not this guy or this team won the championship. It's how they got to that championship, mm -hmm. right? Their journey and what they had to go through and how they continuously controlled what they could control to try to ensure that they have the best possible chance to reach the championship. And that becomes the entire story. Right. It's not just like, this is amazing championship story. And, and really, in reality, we talked about this before, too, is nobody's going to remember that you were a champion 20 years ago. Right. You, you won a high school, you know, football championship. You know, maybe you will, and maybe that has significance to you personally. Right, and some of your close friends who were involved at that time. Yeah, but it's not going to stand out on a resume. It doesn't right. mean anything. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why, I, you know, this idea of focusing on internal development, internal 
success. What does it mean to be internally successful, not the external? Right. Putting more emphasis on that, I think, is so much more important in kids and in adults. For sure. And as you were talking about that, I, I, um, I was thinking that, you know, at the end of that championship, let's say you lose. Let's say that's not, you know, it didn't go the way that, that you had wanted it to go. You still have all of those building blocks that you used to get to that point, that team building, you know, whatever training you did, you have all of those good lessons that you had up until that point. So that moment isn't what matters. It's carrying all of that with you past it. And I guess I just keep going to back to that growth concept. So, yeah, you, you, you can't control it. So what are you going to do after it? Mm-hmm. Good or bad? What, what happens from there? And even with that million dollars, you know, OK, so you've made your million. So now what? Mm-hmm. Now what? Yeah, I don't. I have a really hard time understanding. Like, I have a hard time understanding what's mainstream in general. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I think part of that is a constant, I'm constantly questioning how I feel towards certain things and how, how things are being portrayed. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll scroll through Instagram and social media in general, just like all across the board, any resource research says like it's bad for you. Right. Mental health wise, it's bad for it, you. And it, I yes. absolutely 100% ag- agree. I know it's necessary and it has good values, but for your mind and and mental health wise, I can't say that it has a positive effect on many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but some days I wish I didn't have a social media account, but it's also a great way to advertise on the business end. So it's like a tough balance you that almost I have, have to. to in this world, especially working yeah. with kids. That's how they connect. Mm-hmm. And but you know, like scrolling through it, I just sometimes like I can feel my emotions rise up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's a relatable thing. It's it's like, why why is this okay? Or why is this makes no sense in my eyes? But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Um, but I also kind of have to keep myself in check. It's like, this is just a highlight reel. Like it's not... Exactly. And it's not real. And, you know, it might look good to like an average person's eyes, but from a professional standpoint, this makes no sense. Like mm-hmm. that's... That's not what they're putting out these contents for. It's basically for th- they're putting out contents to try to attract more customers or try to draw attention to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd rather be having, you know, when I post, I know that it's totally against the rules of Instagram and Facebook. It is super long when I usually post, <laughs> like, detail, thoughtful content. At least in my eyes, I think it's thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been told that, like, it's too deep for social media. Oh, I don't agree. It's so you. If it, if you, that's you. That's you. That's your newsletters. That's your posts. That's Hitty. That's the essence of Hitty. So right, but you get that. Mm -hmm. But I know that there are a lot of people who don't, and and you know, like I have to walk that fine line of being okay with some people not understanding what I'm trying to put out there, and 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 some people and appreciating the fact that there are people like you who get it. because it is a constant battle. Um, I think one of the things that I do struggle with is low confidence. Like I, I do struggle with that. And, you know, part of that plays into my, you know, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that word lightly. I'm not just saying that to say that out there. That's uh, something that I constantly struggle with. And I'm not afraid to talk about it, but I also know that it could push people away. Because it, the, I understand that the mental health issues is 
when you don't face it, you don't know how to respond or what to do with it. So you'd rather just keep your eyes closed to it. Right. I, do you see what I'm saying? What's important, though, yeah. is to recognize that everybody is going through something, mm. whether or not they're willing to admit to it. So you saying that, nobody would walk into this building and think, now there's a guy who struggles with, with low confidence. Right. Nobody would ever think that, ever. Right. For as long as I've known you, I don't ever get that feeling from you. Mm. But I know that about you because we've had yeah. some really good conversations about things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's important to say because whether or not you're willing to admit it, everybody's going through something. Mm -hmm. It's whether you decide to like tackle full on mm -hmm. or you just kind of push to the side and it's a daily battle, right? Like you have to kind of push through sometimes and ignore what you're feeling. Like this morning I woke, woke up and the first thing that I notice is, wow, I feel anxious today. Mm. So I said it out loud. I said, wow, I feel anxious today. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't know what the cause is. I, you know, for a while now, I noticed like Sunday nights, I don't sleep well. Okay. I'm not really sure why that's the case. Uh, I think it's part excitement, part anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like I love my, what I get to do. So like, I don't want to miss my alarm clock, but waking up 450 is not an easy thing. So <laughs> right. it's like, once I get past Monday, I'm fine. I get into the groove and I just kind of push through it till Friday. And then Friday afternoon comes and I just kind of crash. Um, but you know, I also understand, like we've talked about in the before, like I am busier in my head than I actually am. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so true. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think that's a relatable thing too. It's just like, I feel like this mind is such a, a complicated thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and of course you expect so much from yourself. You feel like you can do so much. But then you look at what you've done in the day and you think that's so little, mm -hmm. whereas you can accomplish more. And I think that's an, also an, 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 my one of my mentors told me last week, I said, that's a dangerous American way of thinking <laughs> that you should be doing more. Right. Like more is better kind of attitude. And I never thought about it that way, but it's very true. I'd rather do a few small tasks really well and deliver it to the best of my abilities mm -hmm. rather than spread myself thin and deliver more, 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 more. It's really tough when you're dealing with the public, though, and, and serving people because you always want to do more and there is so much that you could do. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have and I, I think that's good. That really shows that that we love what we do. We love our job. We love our community and we want to give more. Mm -hmm. But then in turn, we also have to take care of ourselves and realize that we're one person. We can only do so much. Right. And part of that is I think it comes from comparison. Right. So then you oh. see comes back to the social media idea yes. like this is never available available to us before where you can see what other people are doing mm -hmm. right and then so when you see what other people are doing naturally as a human being you start to compare right and but then this idea comes back to hey like you're not in control of what other people do in their life mm -hmm. so you can only control what you do you can control only how you react to these things that you see on the internet you can only control what you do through your day mm -hmm. so I'm really trying to get to a point like I'm not going to lie. I think I'm still in the burnout phase. I'm really trying to put my step forward every day to try to be better. I'm diving into more resources. I probably working on myself more right now than, you know, other times where I'll be working and focusing on other things. Um, also like it's, it's winter. Usually winter blues hits me pretty hard. Yes, it's not good for mental health. And that's usually like it coincides like January, February, usually like 
after my birthday is when like this comes usually mm-hmm. and they just, this year was just kind of like um <laughs> mixed it all together but i'm really trying to take care of it so then i can kind of move forward move past and also develop a mechanism or or mindset to kind of combat this each year do you ever go through this oh absolutely okay Absolutely. I'm not one to put a whole lot out there. I'm, I'm fairly private, but I, yeah, like I said, we, we're all going through things. So yeah, winter is a hard time. I look forward to winter because it gives us a little time to slow down. My mom always says to hibernate, you know, (laughs) I I think there's part of us that all like to just hibernate a little. It, It forces us to slow down. However, look at the last year, the whole last year forced us to slow down and now we're even slower. So it's been a scary year too. And so I'm jumping around here, but I see so much success in what you are doing. You're reading, you're, you're working on yourself, you're, you're self-reflecting. All of those things to me are huge successes. So you're saying I'm identifying with my burnout, but here's how I'm managing it. Mm. That's great. That's that's wonderful. That's what we all need to do to to move forward. We we all need to find our own path and and just like in the gym with our athletes to identify their successes. How are you going to get there? And what are you going to do when something pulls you back? I see what you did there, Dooms. <laughs> right? You do, you uh you yeah. deflected my question. Because oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought, yeah. I I thought you were you, saying um, about how that awesome way how I pulled the athletes no. <laughs> into that. No, no. I've actually, and, and then this is as real as this <laughs> podcast gets, right? Like in real time, you're witnessing this. I've noticed a pattern, Deuce. When I ask you a question about you, usually deflected by like complimenting me. Oh, okay. That's a pattern that I've noticed, which I appreciate your compliment. <laughs> is this therapy? I do. It sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> But, yeah. you know, you, and prior to this, you've also admitted you're not the one to, like, put this, put a lot of what you think out there. Right. right? And, and, and I'm the opposite. I am. Uh, I think, you know, the power of the vulnerability really, like, resonated with me because that is what I do. I use the stories that I have to, you know, ho- in hopes of being able to relate to others or maybe somebody that's going through the same thing can relate to it and say, like, OK, I'm not alone. Um, whereas it sounds like you're the opposite. Um, and so I just wanted to point that out and not asking you to disclose right now if you're yeah, not ready. Yeah, yeah, well, but, no, I think I'm, I'm pretty willing to disclose a whole, uh, you know, a lot. Let's uh-huh. see. So, okay, so let's try this again. Ask me the question again. <laughs> I think the question was, do you ever go through burnout and how do you, how do you personally handle it? Okay. So let me tell you about my cats. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I absolutely go through burnout. We all do. Um, I find myself more on a daily basis going through Mm. burnout at different times with with kids, with with transitions. Those are really, really hard for me. So I don't know if I hit big, big time burnouts like you do, or maybe I'm just not as self-aware of it Mm. but yes I absolutely burn out and then I have to really uh pull myself back in Mm. see what's what's going on or where I'm at uh I'm I'm trying to think of specifics here I'm I'm really not but yes I I do burn out I tend to not say no I think anybody who knows me knows that I don't like to tell people no my Mm. kids um, my friends, anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm constantly doing for other people and not taking care of myself as much. And then I end up just kind of in a lump where I feel like I just can't do anything because there's too many things on my plate. That's, that's a big, uh, drawback for myself. Hmm. 
Very interesting. <laughs> so yeah, I'm capable. <laughs> yeah, you know though, like it's I can tell like you're nervous talking about that. Yeah, yeah. I can tell, and I can tell like you're like really tense right now, and and I get it. Like you have <sighs> listeners that's listening to this conversation. So if you're, you know, if you are willing to admit that like you're not the one to share, sharing these kind of things itself is hard. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a big step for you to even disclose what you just did. So, like, I want to applaud you for that. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, too, because as I'm talking, I'm thinking about all of the people that I don't say no to. And I'm like, mm. man, if they're listening, they're going to recognize that about me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Like, you, that's that's thinking about thinking, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're thinking ahead. But I think there's more power in being real and being vulnerable mm-hmm. and let that be in the atmosphere and let the individuals that's listening to this podcast decide what they want to take away from it. Cause that thought that you just mentioned might not even come across to their head. Mm-hmm. Right. They might just be listening and thinking like, Oh my gosh, I can totally relate to Michelle. What's she saying? I think a lot of moms out there, to be honest with you, can totally resonate with what you're saying. Right. Um, and a lot of moms out there probably are like, what the hell is Hitty talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of a lot of dads probably out there are like, wow, he's so strange that he's talking about what he thinks and what, what he feels because that's not what I do or what I would what I would do. Self-reflection, what's that? Uh, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> And it's one of the reasons why I really, really have a hard time connecting with other males. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, if you look at my circle, it's not, number one, it's not very big. And, and it's, there's not, have never been a lot of males that's been in my circle. And I've noticed that. Um, but it's also interesting to know, predominantly my mentors have been males. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's that's that's the weird balance that I've kind of like noticed as I take some time to reflect. And they're probably like minded. They're mm-hmm. probably also people who, you know, aren't afraid to open up and and share. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think there's right or wrong. This conversation not about right or wrong. It never is. And like I said, I'm we're no experts in this. I just know that, you know, I know our stories to be true, right? Like whatever we share, it's our stories. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can deny that. And I can't control how the listener is going to think or take from this conversation or how they're going to feel, what they're going to think of me. And it's not that I don't care. I think it will be a lie if we say like, I don't care what other people think. You know, that's one of the things that I read in this book. And it's very, very true. It's like, we can say that we don't care what other people think, but really if we found out what they think, we would care. Right. Because if you think about like, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like when we send an email, right? There's, um, if there's, let's say there's 10 positive responses that says, I agree with you. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job with the dancers. You're taking care of it, blah, blah, blah. Great. Right. But mm-hmm. that doesn't really sink in. But one email that says, oh, I think Hitty, you guys should be doing more. Right. You're letting us down. You're overcharging, blah, blah, blah. That's the email that stick out the right. most. That's right. That's very true. So, you do care, even though these are strangers, like we do care what other people say. And I think it was a big step for me to recognize and say like, yeah, I think we, I think I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I care about what other people think. And it's not, you know, it's not because like, I want to make everybody happy, but it's so then I can see other people's perspective. Right. Cause that information's out there. Like I said, 
before in this podcast, we can only we can only control how we respond to the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that information is there now. So what do I do with it? That's up to me. You know, do I let that emotional side side of it take over and say like, oh, I'm so mad. I don't get it. This person's, you know, they just don't understand. Right. Right. That's one way to go. Mm-hmm. Or do I sit back and look at what they said and say like, okay, like there is some good information here. Mm-hmm. What can we do to improve? What can we do to try to like connect with that individual and have a conversation? Like wh- what, or do I just ignore it because there's 10 good response and one. Bad. Right. Right. Well, yeah, right. Exactly. What are you going to let in? I've noticed a lot of people that when, you know, you can, you can have all of these really positive influences or, or, you know, um, people who are invested in you. And then, like you said, there's one who doesn't, which one are you going to hold on to? Which one are you going to, maybe you need to address the, um, the, the not so positive aspect. Maybe there is something in that, that you need to say, Hey, I didn't recognize that just like you just did to me, mm-hmm. you know? So now the, for the rest of the day, I'm going to think like, do I do that with everyone? Do I always do that? Maybe I do. And that's something that I need to work on. Who knows? Uh, but you know, so you might need to address an issue with that negativity, but what are you going to really hold on to? Let's hold on to those positive thoughts and work on the negative ones, but don't, don't ignore the positive because there's one negative. And I, I think there's a lot of people out there who allow that, that negativity to define them hmm. rather than just working on it and seeing it as something that maybe they need to improve upon. Right. And so I'm going to pull another resource in here. We're actually coming up on time, but, um, so Brene Brown's power vulnerability. She also has a Netflix documentary, uh, that I watched and I'm also listening to her audiobook. So she's another person I'm really digging into. She said, we as individual hold the right to give, to allow somebody else to give us feedback. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get feedback from everybody and value them the same. So if, uh, us, you know, if you get all fancied up and dress nice and, and the store clerk says to you, Oh, Hey, you look nice today. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't hold as much value as your spouse saying, Oh, you look really nice today. Your spouse's words should have more meaning than the store clerk who just complimented you. And and that's like a really small example. Mm-hmm. But same thing in, let's say, uh, a, a negative feedback, right? Your, your close friend says, hey, you've been kind of off lately. You haven't seemed like yourself. What's going on? Did I do something? That should mean more than somebody that that you interact like occasionally saying like you're so mean you're nasty you haven't been nice to me but which one hurts the most that 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 the occasional individuals that you can encounter right because of the way they approached it but really that feedback doesn't have to carry as much meaning as the person that you consider close to be with uh, and that's our choice. We hold that as individuals. And I never thought about it that way, but it's very true. Right. We have to remember some people aren't well-intentioned either. They might be mm-hmm. saying these negative things to us because for a lot of reasons, but, you know, maybe they're jealous. Maybe, you know, if somebody's saying something really negative to you, maybe it's because something hard is happening in their life. So they want everybody to feel that, you know, and, and you can't get sucked into that. You have to stay where you're at. Um yeah. So, yeah, you always have to be you have to be careful with that negativity and figure out where it's coming from and why. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes they're like projecting out their unhappiness mm-hmm. on you, right? Yeah. Right, right. And they want you to feel the same way they do rather than right. trying to build. It's easier. I think it's easier to, to feel that low mm-hmm. than it is to really work hard and build yourself up to the high. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think I'm on my journey to kind of build myself up to the high again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a one, life is a one hike of a journey. And oh, I just never, I just never want to settle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I never want to settle for who I am. I want to always continue to be a better person. Right. Because if, if, if I can become a better person to, to serve others, mm-hmm. better equipped to serve others, then I can help and reach more people. Right. I don't ever want to stop growing for yes. as long as I live. Right. And, and I think we all see that too. You know that when you're in a situation and you stop growing, maybe it was a job and you just start to feel stagnant and you feel like there's nowhere to go. That's a lot of times when you know like it, it's time to, to take a new route or, or mm. really look at a different situation because if you're not growing, what are you doing? you're just kind of going backwards, mm-hmm. right? I always said, like, if you're not growing, then you're regressing. If you're not progressing, then you're regressing. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Right, and all of that happiness is built into that and in in those feelings of success. Sure, absolutely. So uh, for those of the listeners who are like, oh, what are the resources that Hitty kind of referred back to in this podcast? There's a book. A book is called The Happiness Handbook for High Achievers by Fergus Connolly. And I'm gonna have to borrow that someday. By the way, this is very—it's a really easy read. So, last point that (laughs) I want to talk about: I said to uh, I said to a friend of mine yesterday. I said I love the idea of reading. I love like oh, like reading sounds great. Like I would love to, but when I get to reading, it is so easy to get distracted and want to do other things, especially with social media. Do you ever notice? I'll have a book, but then I keep, you know, looking at my phone. Yes. And so then you don't soak it in. And that's why I switched to audiobook. But mm-hmm. the downside to audiobook, there's a couple of things. One's kind of j- jokingly say this, but like, you know, like I feel cheated when I do audiobook because then you can't have your collections of books. Mm-hmm. Like you almost have to like open up the audiobook and scroll through it. Like, look, I've read a lot of books. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> For what reason? I have no idea. So that's the joking side. But the other side of the audiobook is you can do audiobook, but it's so also easy to get distracted because mm-hmm. you usually listen to audiobook while you're doing something. Yes. So you don't like get to like highlight things. You don't get to take notes unless you consciously decide to do that. And so I bought this because I really wanted to dive into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I did. Because yeah. usually, typically, I would just go to the audiobook and listen and just take bits and pieces out. Um, but, yeah, sometimes a, 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 a book to hold to read is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other th- other resource that I mentioned in this podcast is uh, her name is Brene Brown. She is fantastic. The Power of Vulnerability is a TED Talk that she did. And it is available on YouTube. She also has a Netflix uh, Netflix version of something similar to it, which is about an hour and a half long, which was great. And I'm also listening to her audiobook lecture series that she's doing. It's about six hours. Uh, so that's what I'm listening to on the audiobook. All because of, you know, I want to just kind of continue to get myself better and get myself out of this burnout phase. This is a pretty deep conversation. It was. Yeah. I feel like, man, I just came out of my therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope uh, the listeners didn't get bored. Thank you for sticking with us. If you made it this far, I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week and we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Uh